It's Saturday Story Circle with host Scott Mosher. The following audio drama is rated G for general audience. And now, Dakota Ring Theatre presents the continuing adventures of Canada's greatest superhero, that scourge of the underworld, hunter of those who prey upon the innocent, that marvelous masked mystery man known only as the Red Panda! Lost through the mists of time, the never-before-told tales of the terrific twosome of Toronto, August Fenwick, one of the city's wealthiest men who served the city that he loves through the dark days of depression and war, and his wife and partner, Kit Baxter Fenwick, who joined him in his quest as the Flying Squirrel. The secret case files of the Red Panda. This episode, Twas the Night Before. All right, Billy, into bed. It's story time. Billy? Not even close. Oh, hello, you. Hello, yourself. What's going on? You better ask His Majesty. He shanghaied me in here. Where is he? I'm right here, Daddy. Oh, there you are. What's all this now? It's supposed to be story time. It is story time, but tonight I'm going to tell a story to you. You are? And Mommy, that's why she's here. Ta-da! Go sit on the bed and we'll get started. Look at this. Did you write this yourself? And I did the pictures. Don't look at them yet! Right. Sorry. Go sit on the bed with Mummy. Yes, all right. I can do that. Hello, sailor. Behave yourself. What kind of story we have in, Billy? It's a Christmas story. Well, that makes sense. It's almost here. And a red panda story. A red panda. <laughs> this is awkward. Well, I didn't think it could do any harm. Wait. You've been telling him red panda stories, too? Two. You both have. Since when? Since always. And sometimes Grandma does, but those are really flying school stories. Oh, uh, of course. And sometimes Weston does, but he doesn't do the voices, right? So, basically every adult in your life has been telling your red panda stories your entire life? Except tonight, I'm telling one to you. This one. I'm strangely excited. Excited? I'm practically giddy. Mommy, Daddy, behave yourselves. Yes, yes boss. boss. A story begins our cold and snowy night just like this one. Is he here? Yeah, yeah, Big Joe, he's here. Uh, uh, the boys just pulled up. He's here. Bring him in. Yeah, yeah, Big Joe, I'll bring him in. Sure thing. Hey, you mugs. Big Joe says bring him in. Let me go. I said put me down or, or by golly, you'll be sorry. Oh. I apologize for the rough treatment of my associates. I trust you are not hurt. Hurt? Hurt is the least of my problems. You maniacs grab me off the street, you you kidnap me, and you bring me who knows where in the middle of the night. It is hardly in the middle of the night. (sighs) Semantics at best. And again, not really the serious part of the problem here. You have a very unpleasant demeanor. Not at all what I expected. Oh, I'm sorry. Are the people you kidnap normally happy to see you? How rude of me. No one has been kidnapped. Excuse me? No one has been kidnapped here. I'm afraid it didn't happen. Listen to me, you pasty-faced baboon. I'm standing right here, and I don't even know where here is. And I have a sneaking suspicion that if I try to walk out that door, it isn't going to end well for me. I 
Beg your pardon. I didn't mean to imply that you were not being held against your will. Simply that no crime had been committed. You were not kidnapped. You got a real delicate sense of nuance for a shady underworld type. Anybody ever tell you that? You know my line of work. That is hardly surprising. Therefore, you must also realize that a man in my position must be well-versed in the letter of the law. Well, I'm sure you're a patron of the lively arts as well. Can I go now? You see, the statutes surrounding kidnapping are quite clear. In order for the term to apply, the victim must be a human being. Well, what the heck is that supposed to mean? A person, specifically. But my lawyers, whom you might imagine are the very best, assure me that this is what the term means. A human being. So, what am I? A, a poodle? We know what you are. And we know who you work for. Well, I work for the Eaton's department store, you maniacs. On a strictly seasonal contract, the same as every year. And as for that other thing, well, I ain't even going to dignify that with a response. Yes, of course. You would play indignant, try to protect your secrets. It won't help you. Well, I got rights. I'm as human as anybody here. What's the matter? You never seen a little person before? In fact, I have. I've seen persons of your height and stature in circuses and wrestling exhibitions. I have made something of a study of the subject, always knowing that one day I would find one like you, and it would be my biggest score ever. Because you, sir, are not a little person or a person of any kind. You are an elf. You're crazy. He's crazy. All of you. Bananas. An elf. Why not a pixie or, or the Loch Ness Monster while we're at it? Fellas, are you really going to listen to this? Weasel, now if you please. Hey, what is this? Hey, let go. Cut it out. Do it. You heard the man. Now bring that needle in here. Needle? No, mister, don't get crazy. I hate shots. Get away from me with that thing. Do not struggle, elf. It is simply a solution of sodium pentothal. It will render you incapable of lying, in spite of your skill and practice. There, isn't that better? Now, who am I? You... You're Big Joe O'Leary. You run the Uptown Mob. You're wanted on, on counts of assault, conspiracy, racketeering, and, and tax evasion. You're also a suspect in nine different murders. Very good. And how do you know all that? You've been on the na... You've been on the na... You've been on the naughty list since you were seven years old! Yes! Cruelly sentenced, without trial, without an appeal. Deprived of the Christmas joy that should have been mine. Well, at last I am ready, Mr. Elf. With you in my possession, this is the year I get my own back. 
This is the year we hit Santa Claus for everything he's worth. You know what would be warmer than this? What's that? Anything. It's like the North Pole out here tonight. Well, you're not wrong about that. Come on, boss. I like the rooftop view as much as an ex-city girl, but usually we see more than one rooftop. You're bored with waiting? I am freezing with the waiting. And as you have not told me what it is we are waiting for, I am forced to assume that the answer is nothing very important. Come on, boss. Let's do a quick lap around the city. I'll let you chase me if you like. Behave yourself? Yes, boss. I'd let you warm up by beating a purse snatcher, Squirrel. But I'm concerned you might never forgive me if you missed this. Well, that sounds a little dramatic even for you. Who could we possibly be waiting for that would be that big a deal? I think he means me, actually. What the heck? You're late. It's good to see you, too. I didn't hear you fly up. I used the stealth sled. Okay. This is adorable and everything. But did we really take a night off from crime fighting for a secret rendezvous with a guy in a Santa suit? She doesn't know. She wouldn't have believed me. She's also standing right here, so somebody talk to her. Squirrel, this is not a man in a Santa suit. Okay. You're the boss and everything, except yes, it is. Look. Bells, red velvet, bowl full of jelly... This is actually a really nice outfit. Thank you. Squirrel, this is Christopher Kringle, direct descendant of Nicholas of Mira. He has many colloquial names, but in this country he is best known as Santa Claus. (laughs) Okay. Why are you messing with me? I'm trying really hard to find it adorable, and I'm just... not... Why don't you look over on the next rooftop? Just quick a minute. The next rooftop? I don't... (sighs) Fine. If that's what you two boys want to have a next in your little Christmas pageant, don't let me stand in your way. I'm sorry about that. Perhaps we should... Wait a moment. I always love to watch this part. Wait. She's almost there. And she sees it. Now. And she looks back at us in disbelief, and back to the rooftop, and she tries to calculate how we got a sleigh and reindeer up there, and she comes to the inevitable and correct solution, and she'll turn to us in amazement in three, two... (laughs) There it is. I never get tired of that. Yes, perhaps we should... She's really quite a lovely thing, you know. What's that? Beautiful, in fact. I mention it in case you hadn't noticed. I don't think... Bearing in mind that I know if you have, because I am Santa Claus. This is really not the time or... Sled! There's a sled on the roof, and deer. Yes. But he's not. He can't be. He is. You... No, Santa Claus? And you never said anything? You know me too, Kit Baxter. What? You told him my secret identity? I didn't tell him anything. He's Santa Claus. Remember when you were nine and the only thing you wanted was a football? But... And you never told anyone else because they would have laughed at you. But you told me, didn't you? (laughs) You whispered it in my ear so your mother couldn't hear. And what did Santa Claus bring you? 
<laughs> Holy moly! We're on a case for Santa! Well, we're trying to be. Are you up to speed? I'm... Yep. 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 I'm... I'm good. Good girl. Your message said something about a missing person. One of my operatives. Operatives? An elf. Yep. Okay. Yep, elf. His name is Stockings. Nathan Stockings. He's one of my undercover men. Stockings is unusually tall for an elf, more than two feet. He has an annual placement as an assistant to a department store Santa here in the city, gathering intelligence on children's wishes, intercepting letters meant for me, that kind of thing. It's vital work, but dangerous. Why dangerous? Because it requires direct contact with humans. And if his true identity were ever discovered, some nefarious person could try and get to me through him. I take it that is what happened? It did. Stockings disappeared 18 hours ago. When he failed to check in, I sent a team to his rented room. They found this. Holy cats! It's a ransom note! We know what he is and who you are. The city will pay one million dollars for his return. Or Christmas will skip Toronto this year. I don't understand. Why would you skip the whole city? Stockings has operational data on this leg of the Christmas Eve mission. My team would be sitting ducks. I can't ask any of them to fly into that kind of danger. Can you retask the mission? Not three days before Christmas. The flight plan is locked. If we can't rescue Nathan Stockings and deal with his captors in time, there will be no visit from St. Nicholas this year. But that's terrible. It's worse than you know. My magic is powered by faith, by belief. Times are dark already, so many families left with nothing so little to believe in. If we shatter the faith of these children, it could be years before I could ever return here. But don't you, you know, see everything and know everything? Some of that is slightly exaggerated to keep the kids on their best behavior. I do what I can. Magic, working in concert with technology and a vast network of agents and operatives. But it's almost Christmas Eve and my operation is stretched to the limit. We're running out of time and fast. Don't worry, old friend. We will find the villain at the back of this evil plot. And Christmas will be saved. The Red Panda swears it! <laughs> You are listening to The Red Panda Adventures from DecoderingTheater.com God rest ye merry gentlemen and something, something else. No, Nick Jones. You seem festive. Well, well, if it ain't the flying squirrel herself... What are you doing up here? Just keeping my eyes open for trouble now, Nick. You know how it is. Uh, that is my specialty, young lady. Was <laughs> your specialty, you mean? I thought you were going straight. I was. I mean, I am. I have a regular job and everything. Working for the Eaton's department store. How come you know that? The Red Panda makes it his business to know stuff about guys he gives a second chance to, now, Nick. 
You know how disappointed he gets when they don't deserve it. Uh, he... he ain't here, is he? Worse. He sent me. <laughs> but, but, but I, I ain't done nothing. You just dropped a bundle up for our Lecky's underground casino. Who says I did? You got a man there or something? That was two questions. You get to ask zero questions. You know what that means. Oh, no, Squirrel, you don't gotta... <laughs> Who asks the questions? You ask the questions. Where'd you get the boodle you've been throwing all over town? It was a present. A present? Sure, that's right. It's Christmas, ain't it? (laughs) What was that? It was rhetorical. Spare me the Socratic method and tell me who gave the magnificent present of at least $1,000 to a former underworld spotter who works at a department store. Was that a question? No. But that was... I'm going to save some wear and tear on my delicate little knuckles and throw you a line, no neck. You've been trying to keep your nose clean. But somebody you know from the old days called you and asked you, as long as you were there anyways, to keep your eyes peeled for a little something hanging around the Santa line. Something small and elf-shaped. Am I right? I said... Am I right? Uh, what? Elf? You got loco, Squirrel? That was three. Oh, uh, no, Squirrel. Got your Christmas crackers right here, Bob. No, Squirrel, don't. It was Lenny Fish. Lenny Fish? What does Lenny Fish want with an elf? He don't. It ain't his thing. Some big shot had a bounty out. He'd been trying to get his hands on a real elf for years. Lenny didn't know who it was either. He had a contact, and that guy had a contact, and that guy had a contact. It was like that. A whole web all over town, but uh, nobody cashed in ever before. Then I sees this little guy at the Eaton's fix his ears. He was wearing false ones to hide the fact his real ones were pointier than they ought to be. So I thought, what the heck? And I called Lenny Fish. Before you know it, all of us got paid off right down the line. Fifteen hundred claims. How many guys? I don't know. Lenny didn't know, but he said his guy was a nobody, too. We could be talking about a dozen guys here, maybe more. Yeah. Thanks for the sour persimmons, sister. So, so, that's it? Sure. Give it to me. What? Was that a question? I, 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 I don't know how to clarify the situation without They asking. say you were buying drinks like a big shot at Frau Lecky's. They say you spent some quality time with a roulette wheel that didn't love you back. I say that didn't set you back more than five or six hundred. I want the rest for the poor box, and I want it right now. You, you, you can't rob me. You're supposed to be the good guy. Yeah, but I always flirt with the naughty list, no neck. You know that. Red Panda calling Flying Squirrel. Come in, Squirrel. Do you read me? Loud and clear, boss. What's the word? Nothing yet. Holding position. I hope you're right about this, boss. We don't got a lot of time. No, we don't. Certainly not enough time to punch our way through Lenny Fish and who knows how many others. Lenny Fish? That was two interrogations ago. By the way, remind me to tell you a funny story about Chopper Zane. Is it funny or graphically violent? Both. But it looks like there are even more guys in on this network than no neck guest. If your wild goose chase don't get us a shortcut, I don't know how we're supposed to make with a happy ending. Is she there yet? Negative. Wait. 
I've got movement. It could be her. Keep your ears on. Roger that. If you need me, I'll be feeding Mahler McGivney his teeth. Squirrel out. Hello? Is anybody there? Hello? Mm. The old man at the Chinese restaurant sent me to the kid at the newsstand. The kid sent me to the clock shop. They sent me to a blind man in a doorway, and he sent me here. I'm getting mighty sick of getting jerked around here. Somebody come out and talk to me. As you wish. No. Not you. It can't be you. Weasel Wiggins. Imagine my surprise. No! Get back! Um... Sorry about that. I thought you wanted to make a deal, Wiggins. I did. I do. A deal. That's it, see? Then why try and shoot me? Um, force a habit? <laughs> I don't know. You're kind of a spooky guy. Anybody ever tell you that? Yes. But I stopped, see? Look, <laughs> I ain't trying to shoot you no more. <laughs> You're all out of bullets. Yeah. Yeah. I also am that. Yes. And I think your hands are shaking too badly to even reload. I ain't even trying. I won't. <laughs> I wouldn't. I swear. Your oath would mean more if you hadn't come here to break one. To what? You're still Big Joe O'Leary's right hand. You came here to make a deal. Yeah, but I didn't know it would be you. Don't you have people for this? I do. You've met some of them. The old man, the boy at the newsstand, the others. But it would only take the merest push to make you forget them. You see, my mind is in your mind. No. Already you forget their faces. Just where you went tonight, who you talked to. You see, Weasel Wiggins... It is in my power to take what I need to know from your mind. I offer you this one chance to willfully choose your own path. Do the right thing and talk to me. The right thing? Do you know who you're talking to, masked man? I've done things I can't take back. I sold out more times than I can count. There ain't nothing left of me to save. Then why come at all? Big Joe's always been a good operator. He puts bread on the table, you know? The risks, the rewards, he does the brain work, you see? The stuff the rest of us ain't cut up for. But this here, this elf-napping thing, this ain't a caper. This ain't a crime. A crime is a thing with a beginning, a middle, and an end. We want this, we take this, we sell this. It's beautiful. But getting revenge on Christmas? That's like... like taking on a force of nature. It's like screaming at the wind. There's no way this ends good. I just want to be somewhere else when it ends. That seems fair. You keep me out of it. Whatever you did to my head just there, you do it to Big Joe so he don't remember what I done. You tell me where Big Joe is holding his captive. You give me the layout and the personnel, no surprises. You do that of your own free will. And you get a walk tonight, Wiggins. That's all I want. Red Panda. But I will be watching you, Weasel Wiggins. The Red Panda will be watching. I don't.
too easy. Agreed. Stay on your toes. My toes are on their toes. I still say we shouldn't have gotten this far without seeing nobody. When Weasel Wiggins has the strength of will to stare me in the eyes and lie to me... You want to finish that thought? You kind of trailed off in the middle of a... It just occurred to me that on such an occasion I would very likely be dead and thus have no need for ultimatums. You should write Christmas cards, you know that? Look what I see. Is that our elf? There can't possibly be two. Why is nobody guarding him? Perhaps they're guarding the door. But not the door we just came in. It's an interesting point. That is not a hostage. That is bait. Agreed. Stay here. Like fun. Take it easy, Mr. Stockings. We'll have you out of here in a moment. Is your trap? Quietly, please. Is your trap? Wait, is he saying... It's a trap! Yeah, that's what I thought you said. Well, well. What have we here? Boss? I see them. You aren't who this trap was set for, masked man. I make it 11. Two Tommy guns, lots of pistols. You've made a mistake, Big Joe. Your men are on two sides of us. They can't fire without hitting each other. It's nice of you to care, but you'll be a smear on the wall if they start, so keep your hands where I can see them. I'm sorry. I, I tried to warn you. Let us handle this, Mr. Stockings. There is nothing to handle, Red Panda. When Weasel disappeared, I knew she had turned. After all these years of faithful service, my methods had become too extreme. These are methods? Like this is an actual plan of some kind? It is the very best kind of a plan. It has brought me face to face with my greatest enemy. You flatter yourself, O'Leary. I wasn't talking about you. Then who? I think he means me, actually. Santa! What are you doing here? This is dangerous! Indeed it is, old friend. And you must forgive me for sending you into danger, but I cannot let you face it for me. That's right. You and me. Mano a mano after all these years. Hello, Joey. Don't you Joey me! It's Big Joe! I'm Big Joe O'Leary! I run the West Side! You're still the same angry boy you always were. Angry? You're darn right I'm angry. You turned your back on me. No, Joey. You turned your back on me. And not just me. I don't run Christmas, Joey. I never did. In many ways, I'm just the delivery man. The season. The spirit. They live in the hearts of people, and the unfettered joy of children, the explosion of love and surprise and astonishment. That can create magic. I don't make Christmas, Joey. It makes me. And when you turned your back on the spirit, became a creature of greed and cruelty, even though you were just a boy, I couldn't save you. I had no power left over you, and so you were beyond my ability to help. You took Christmas away from me! No, Joey. You took yourself away from Christmas. And now, I'm gonna take it away from everybody else. Even Joe Jr.? My son? You leave him out of this. I can't, Joey. You brought him in. You're stealing Christmas from him, too. Are you kidding me? A tough kid like my boy? You're telling me he's in line for more than a lump of coal? He's on the nice list, Joey. My boy? My Joe Jr.? The nice list? He always has been. Oh, he tries to play tough for you. He looks up to you in spite of everything. 
But he's a good boy. I don't. I... His ma, she don't like me around much. Says, says I'm a bad influence. Well, frankly, she's right. You're about as bad an influence as they come. But you could fix that, if you wanted. It isn't too late. Uh, he don't need a mug like me for a father anyhow. He disagrees with you, Joey. Look. What's this? It's your son's letter to Santa. I'm not supposed to show you this, but this is all he wants for Christmas, and he has been a very good boy. I... I wish my... I wish my daddy could... come for Christmas dinner. I... This is a trick! No tricks. That's not what I do. But I can't make his wish come true. Only you can do that. You... You still trying to reform me, old man? Not me. But it didn't work out for us, and I'm sorry that it didn't. My nice list doesn't matter anymore, but you can still be on Joe Jr.'s. I didn't... I, I don't... All of you mugs, get out of here! You hear me? Go! Take... Take a few days off, would ya? We'll... We'll pick it up after the holidays, or... Something. Are we even still here? You know I'm not entirely sure. I didn't forget you, masked freaks. I just... I got some plans I need to attend to, is all. I'll fix your wagon another time. And God bless us, everyone! Yeah. And Santa? Yes? Thanks. Merry Christmas, Joey. Well, that was a wonderful story, Billy. Thank you, Daddy. We're very proud of you. But you need to hit the hay. The sooner you fall asleep, the sooner it will be Christmas. That isn't actually true, you know. I know, but let's humor her. Good night, Billy. Good night, Daddy. Good night, Mommy. Sleep tight. Well, that uh, was quite something, wasn't it? It really was. I never told him that story. Did you tell him that story? I never did. So how in the world did he know that was exactly how it happened? And so concludes another adventure of the Red Panda! This recording and the story, characters, and situations contained therein are the exclusive property of their creator and copyright holder, Greg Taylor, and are produced and distributed by Decoder Ring Theater through arrangement with him. These recordings may not be rebroadcast or redistributed by any means for any reason without express permission. Until next time, when Decoder Ring Theater brings you the further thrilling adventures of Canada's greatest superhero, this is Stephen Burley reminding you DecoderRingTheater.com is your address to adventure! The Red Panda Adventures, episode 116, Twas the Night Before, was written and directed by Greg Taylor with original music by Andrea Lyons and featured the vocal talents of Gregory Z. Cook, Andrea Lyons, Julie Florio, Ryan Cerro, Christopher Mott, Clarissa Donetta Landon, Greg Taylor, and introducing Maxwell Taylor as Billy. Until next time, Merry Christmas, everybody. Hello, I'm John Bell of Bells in the Bat Free. It's a comedy podcast. Fridays and every other Sunday, 
well, anyway, back in episode five of Bells in the Bad Free, we introduced the cowlets, tiny little cows. Where did all these cats come from? They're not cats, they're cows, and they're heading toward the water cooler. Stop it before... Now you can display your love of these tiny cows with genuine cowlet t-shirts. You know what's really fun to do with these shirts? Get a whole bunch of people to buy them. Then you all gather together and run down the street. People will see these cowlets coming toward them and think it's a stampede. You think that would really work, Brad? Shh, I'm pushing for bulk sales here. You can also get cowlet mugs, clocks, and other items. Just go to thebatfree.com and click on shop. This is a limited time offer. No, it's not. You just do not understand advertising, do you? Get your merchandise today with the official cowlet design created by Jeff Music. Buying lots of them would bring music to my ears. Oh, stop. Stop.